Ten. Thanks, David. You're supposed to be solid. Come on now. Help us out. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Thank you, bro, for that. Thank you, all you guys. Oh, it's great to be here as it is every week. This uh, last week, I just got to tell you, has been one of the most fun weeks that Debbie and I have had in a long time. And you know, we didn't get to go whitewater rafting. We didn't get to go kayaking. We didn't go mountain biking. We didn't even go hiking or any of those other fun, crazy things that we usually derive fun from. You know, it was fun because we've been selling and giving away all our stuff. And it's been a lot of work, but it has been so much fun. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. You know, we, in the beginning, you know, uh, this was over a year ago, God said, Kent, Debbie, got a different place where you go. And we're like, um, no, God, look, we have a schedule and I was going to stay here until Social Security kicked in when I was 62. It's on my calendar. I've told friends and he's, and he, for about more than a little more than a year now, he's been prompting us and sending us. And you know, we have done the, um, don't listen to God thing before. (laughs) I don't recommend it. And uh, we've, we've been there, done that, don't recommend it, don't advise it. And so we said, yes, Lord, okay. And then the, some of the reality set in. Okay, if you're going to go do this, guess what? You can't take all this stuff with you. And I'm like, oh, but what about my raft? And, and he said, <clears throat> whose raft? <laughs> oh, oh, sure, yeah, okay. I mean, your raft, God, but, but what about my bicycle? Uh, whose bicycle? <laughs> you know, he kept reminding us of that stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm human. I'm watching this stuff and people are coming in. Oh, look at that. That's an over $1,000 thing. Will you take $5? I'm like, get off my property, man. You know, that's, that's the first thing that comes in. But the Lord works on you. Yeah, and it's not because of my righteousness. It's because I'm going, help, I need this. I, I think I just pulled my back doing that kick off the yard thing. You know, and you have to ask the Lord for help. And man, when he does, he shows up. And, and I'm not making this up. This is not just pastor speak. We have had the most fun. I think last night was the funnest things. The people that we really uh, love, we called them up and said, come, get stuff for free. And so we didn't call people like David Jefferson or those guys, but we called those, you know, who are really our good friends. <laughs> we were joking about this morning. And they came in, man, cleared it out. It was so awesome at the end. You know, we have odds and ends left. We call Lucy Martin, you know, down at the uh, Now and Then Boutique and said, Lucy, if you could use any of this stuff, come get it. And she was so happy and it's such a blessing. They walk off with truckloads of stuff and we're going, take it, take it. And she says, what can I give you? Nothing, nothing. And honestly, now that it's all gone, we're like, oh, that was so awesome. It was hard in the midst of it, but it, now it is all gravy. It's so much fun. I just want to testify to you guys the blessings of doing that. And, you know, shocker, <laughs> newsflash, who would think that God was true to his word? <laughs> yeah? Who would think that the Lord meant what he said? Check it out. This is Jesus himself in Luke 6. He says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, but not just a little bit. Pressed down, shaken together. Yeah, so it all settles down to make room for even more. Running over and poured into your lap. And the amount you give will determine the amount you give back. And honestly, until we, you give away everything, you don't realize the truth of that. Now, if you go up to our house now, 
it's empty. And you might say, uh, excuse me, pastor, (laughs) obviously it's not true because you don't have anything in your house and you have not received back. But you know, guess what? What you get back is so much better than what you give away. You give away stuff and you get back this peace and this joy and this fun that we haven't experienced in a long time. We are so blessed by that. And it's not just stuff, you know, because I don't think this just applies to stuff, to stuff and money. Because honestly, guys, I wouldn't have given away or sold my stuff unless God told us to because I like my stuff, right? And God gave it to us to be a steward over. But I think this applies, and God may not be calling you to give away stuff or even money. God may be calling you to give away of yourself. And I believe this verse applies to that. That when we give away of ourself as well, of our time, of our energy, of our joy, of our smiles, of, of our input into people's lives, when we give of all that, God gives us back way more than we could ever receive. And Debbie and I, I know it sounds silly, we're just giddy. And we don't think it's just because of lack of sleep for the last week. <laughs> we, it, is, it is this thing of when you know when you know, when you know that you're following in the Lord's will and he asks you to do crazy things like maybe walk across the street and talk to that guy that I haven't talked to in 10 years and you're petrified to do it and it hurts and every step you're just hoping a car comes down the street and runs you over, you know, before you get there and finally you get over there and you knock on the door knowing he's going to sick the dogs on you and, and he opens the door and says, hey, come on in, let's have a coffee and your jaw drops to the ground and you have this awesome talk and by the end of the time he's like, thank you so much for coming over, this is just what I needed today. And you walk back over and you're like, Lord, that was really hard and I was hoping you'd run me over before I got there but now he's blessing you, that's what he does. When God says, I put you together with this woman, with this man, till death do us part. And some of you are thinking, I wish that would come sooner than later, right? And we're, we're, we're thinking, you know, Lord, uh, I said till death. I didn't say when. But, you know, when we say, okay, I'm going to love like God calls me to. You know, and it's, you do it with gritted teeth. And you're like, he, she, they don't deserve this. I remember when he left his underwear and the toilet lid open. And I remember when she said that about me in front of my friends, made me look foolish. And I remember, I'm, you know, we do this. okay, God, I'm going to love her like you told me to. I'm going to love him like you told me to. And when you do, initially they go, what, are you high? Because <laughs> they know that's not you. But when it comes around, you keep doing that, even with gritted teeth. Pretty soon God gives you that, and it becomes a habit. And pretty soon you see this blossoming relationship and this dead relationship that used to be just kind of dry and arid. That's what God says. Do you believe this or not? Do you believe it or not? God gives it back, pressed, shaken. There's a couple of verses that Father pointed out to me this week that just really jumped out at me. I wanted to share them with you right out of uh, Proverbs 11. It starts off like this. It says, uh, this is out of verse 24. It starts off and says, you know, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. And it goes on to say some cool stuff, but I just want to pause right here and, and uh, ask you just a, a couple things on that. One, do you really believe this? Really? Honestly. Because I'll confess, I thought I did. Until I started giving a lot and didn't like it and was thinking, Deb, this is a bad stewardship move. This, you know, we're never going to recoup this. 
right? We poured in the money that God gave us and, you know, his righteous purchase because we prayed about it and said, God, that raft is a great buy. You want me to have it, right? Yeah, so, you know, we, we did that. But I thought I believed it and still we started. And then number two, a question I want to ask you, if you believe this, how do you think God pulls this off? Honestly. Because if we really believe it, and I'm speaking, you know, anytime I preach, it's about me. If you guys get anything out of it, great. But this is about me. Ken, do you really believe this verse? And if so, how do you think I'm going to pull this off, God says to me? Well, I, I reckon, you know, you, you'll give me some money later on and I'll get rid. No, man. What he has blessed us with this last week will never go rusty. It'll never get a hole in it. It'll never deflate. The moths will never eat it. It's, it's a joy and a blessing that comes back a hundredfold. And it's a true verse. He makes us rich with love and joy and peace that we cannot get this side of heaven when we believe Him. And again, I'm not just talking about stuff, although that's, you know, specifically kind of in context, that's what I'm talking about. But I believe it's about everything because I've witnessed that as well in your life and in my life. Look, this verse goes on to say in the second part of verse 24, it says, Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want compared to that first guy who who grows all the richer. Do you know anybody like this? Maybe? Don't be looking at him. (laughs) None of that. Do you know know anybody who just kind of rarely gives to others or, or rarely even focuses on others? You know, it's kind of all about them, you know, and they, 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 they do give, but typically it's to themselves or, or maybe, maybe the family, but it just talks about themselves all the time. It's just kind of the whole world is centered around them. And, and again, I don't think this is just talking about money. I think it's talking about giving of yourself, focusing on others, being others-oriented. And folks, I, I can testify, I know you guys can too, when we give away of ourselves... God rewards us so richly. When we make our lives about others' lives, God rewards our lives so much richer. But when we make our lives about our lives, God rewards somebody else who's making their life about others' lives so that their lives can be blessed. I feel like Debbie and I just said this morning, well, after worship practice, we feel we are so blessed, we can't contain it. And I know that sounds like something you read in a book or something, but it's true. It's just one thing after another that God confirms, I love you, I've got your back, you've got people that will be praying for you who love you, and we're so, we feel so unworthy. We feel so blessed. It's, and that's what God does. And, you know, is it like up until the last couple of weeks, I haven't been walking with the Lord at all, so I haven't been this giddy, filled with the Lord a little bit? No, I think it's been there, but I think when we're out on the edge of following God, when we're really at the cutting edge of what He wants us to do, that's when we get that crazy, radical feeling and the joy that will never come when we just step back from the edge where it's safe and say, yeah, that's for the crazy missionaries and <laughs> people going to Poland crazy people. This proverb finishes up with this passage. This is what I really want to focus on because it's just a word picture. is really cool. In verse 25, it says, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and the one who waters 
will be watered. Do you feel watered today? <laughs> when you walk, does it feel like squish, 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 like you just walk through a creek? Do you, you know, do you feel well watered today? Do you feel like people around you are getting wet because God's just pouring so much into you by the love of Him and others that, that you just get close to somebody and it's just kind of splashing over? Oh, pardon, sorry, excuse me. They're like, you know, they, do you feel watered today or do you feel a little... <laughs> You feel like, I'd like some water. My, my garden's a little dry this morning. My spiritual garden is a little, my, my, the fruit that's hanging on my branches of my spiritual life are kind of those shrinkled, riddled, you know, all shrinkled up ones. Shrinkled, that's a word, right? Yeah, shriveled, shriveled, thank you. Shriveled and shrinkled. Yeah, wrinkled and shriveled up. <laughs> those, yeah, sometimes, you know, in our lives, it's like, you know, it's kind of, kind of dry. You take a bite out of, you know, one of your spiritual fruit and it's like, it's just dry. We, God promises to water us. When? When we water others. And Debbie and I have seen that so much. It's been such a blessing for Debbie and I in these last five years since we came to Glendale. Uh, next month will be uh, five years we've been here. And uh, as we started to give of ourselves to, and, uh, to the church and to others in the community, uh, we feel like we have gotten back so much more than we've ever given out, that we ever could give out. Even if we wanted to give more, we couldn't get back more than God has given us. We feel so watered by the Lord and by this church, by our church family and by this community. If you, if you came up and squeezed us, just water and gush out because we're just watered. We feel like we're just living proof that you can't outgive God. Amen? You just can't do it. And we have so many stories to share of how you guys have poured water on our heads in a good way and poured into our lives. I've asked Debbie to come share some of those stories because there's no way I could get through it. But uh, I've told her it's her turn to cry in front of everybody. So, Deb, you come share with them some of these specific stories this morning. <laughs> Here you go, babe. No? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have to get through this because I'm not one of those pretty criers. Oh, man. I'll stay I'm, up here I'm, for the eye candy. I get really ugly when I cry. But we crying. just wanted to take this time to thank so many of you for what you've, uh, for what you've done for us. And oh, we start by thanking Dell, who made the phone call five years ago. Yeah, kind of. It was a crazy story because Kent had already accepted an, another job elsewhere. And uh, three months after accepting that job, he lost that job. So he was still looking for another job. Dell, out of the blue, said, so called Kent and said, I'm just wondering how that new job is going. Kent said, funny you should call. Funny. I don't have that job anymore. <laughs> so that was the start of us getting here to Glendale. So God, thank you. God thing. Thank you, Dell. Uh, thank you to David and Odina. Soon after that, they were the first ones. <laughs> I can't look at her. <laughs> to open their homes to us and so many other families here when we came in view of a call. In, in Shea, Shea Jepson. Cas, Casa de Jepson. Yeah. And Marianne's house, too. Amen. That uh, it, it, it just immediately, your love came across to us. And we knew this is where we were called next. So yeah. thank you. 
Uh, thank you for allowing me to care for your children in the nursery. And it's been such a blessing to see how they're being raised in the Lord. Thank you for having the foresight to purchase the parsonage and for allowing us to enjoy it these past five years. We'll remember fondly laying in the hammock on Sunday afternoons and seeing the deer walk by and the turkeys all over the deck. <laughs> She's the deer, I'm the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to so many faithful volunteers, many of whom have served GBC for countless years. I think of Edie and playing the piano. You know, she gets, she gets paid big bucks for playing outside, and she never charges us a dime. Thank you for the endless supply of tea towels. And you know who those are from. For loving and supporting Kent while he was going through Bill's palsy. Just one more page. Thank you for your generosity, which helped a young lady fix her teeth, tied several families over during times of need, and enabled the church to buy round tables and new carpeting and paint this building and build an awning. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you to the four friends for not taking revenge on us when we nearly killed them on a rafting trip. <laughs> That's right. We're leaving tomorrow, so your chance is over. <laughs> Thank you to the 28 or so volunteers who showed up to watch Kent cut his power cord. <laughs> you didn't have to put that in Oh, there. sorry. All the while removing black, millions of blackberry bushes around a, a lady's house who doesn't even go to our church. That's right. Thank you for allowing me to be me, not requiring me to play the organ, be the children's minister, the women's quilting coordinator, the Sunday afternoon potluck soup maker. Which are all great things. Yes, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. Thank you for allowing me and accepting me the way I am and for helping me to be just the pastor's caretaker. That's a big job. Acts, Amen. Thank you, sir. Acts 28.10 says, They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. So thank you for honoring us in many ways and for furnishing us with your prayer support as we sail on this next journey. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, dear. Thanks, sweetie. We could add to that so many things. Thank you, Randy, for painting our parsonage house. And when my mom came out and was watching him paint in the summer heat, she fainted and her wig fell off and Randy thought her head had come off. And he picked her up and he called Janice, Helene's head just came off. And he saved her, so thank you for that. So many more great stories we could tell of gratitude. We are so blessed. And see, all of that, all of that is how you have watered us and blessed us and poured into our lives. I think of Colin Bill when we need to change a light bulb or something. And here he comes in his truck with his old dog on his 12-foot A-frame ladder. And he hauls it off his truck with bad shoulder and all, just little stuff like that. You know, it's so cool to see 
Sunday mornings on Lord's Supper morning, Ray and Sharon come tottering in. They're like 107 years old, and they come up here, and they, they have a magic uh, drawers behind this table, and they pull out the Lord's Supper cups and trays. I don't know where that stuff comes from, and they do it all, and we just sit back and watch, and they're so faithful, so many ways. The people, we will never know what they do. Those who clean the church and never ask for anything in return. Those who sit at the back and get blamed when the PowerPoint goes bad. Right? The ones who stand up front. So many ways that we've been watered. And you guys have watered others as well. And we so thank you for that. The one who waters will himself, will herself be watered. Make it a point, it's my prayer, to be generous waterers for God and for others. And I pray that your life, your garden, your fruit will blossom in that way by continuing to do that. Well, other than tonight, this will be my last chance for probably a long time to get to, to talk to you guys. I hope you can be there tonight. And uh, people have been asking me all during the week, uh, Ken, is that going to be hard for you Sunday morning giving your last sermon? And I say, only if anybody shows up. <laughs> if it's just me, that'll be awesome. But rats, you know, there you are. So uh, people will be saying, you know, what are you, you going to talk about on your very last Sunday? And I, I shrugged my shoulders and said, I don't know. I've been thinking and asking God about that for about six weeks now, trying to think, you know, God, what would you have me share the very last day I'm here, kind of as my last uh, words. And the Spirit told me uh, something this morning. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine at the uh, past community pastors meeting this, just this last Friday. And right up to that point, I was still not sure about this morning. And he shared a verse with me as we were kind of talking about our departure and all that. He said, you know, Kent, just this morning, God shared with me a verse out of Isaiah. That is, it sounds like it might be applicable. And he shared it with me, and I knew immediately that's, that was a word from God for me, and I'm praying for you guys too. He asked me how we're doing with the move, and... I told him I'm a little struggling a little bit, you know, with the whole materialism and do I really believe that God's got our back thing? And, and he said, he said this, this verse will bless you. And there's this one phrase in particular that really jumped out at him. And see if it jumps out to you guys too. See if you can catch this phrase. It's in Isaiah 50, verse 4. It says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. Morning by morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. So what do you think that phrase was that jumped out to this guy? Those who are taught. Because it's repeated two times, right? And you might say, okay, those who are taught. What's, I don't get it. What's, what's so powerful about that? Well, if I could leave one thought with you guys before we leave. Just one thought. Other than maybe, you know, love God by loving others, which is a great thought, right? And Jesus thought of that first, so, you know, that's a great thought too. Other than, other than uh, be a personal discipler for Christ, which is another a great thought. I'd love to talk about that for, for a while. And uh, other than to get into God's Word every day and, and feel His power through His Word, which is another great thought. Or other than all the other hundreds of thoughts that I had about sharing today, if I could share with you, if I could leave with you one thought today before I leave, I think it'd be something like this, to be like those who are taught. In other words, be somebody who wants to be taught something from the Lord our God. 
who wants with everything in them to be taught something new. Not just taught it, but to do it, whatever he teaches us. To desire that. Isaiah says, morning by morning, God awakened his ear to hear from God as those who are taught. God gave a fresh word to Isaiah every day because Isaiah wanted to be taught. As like a student in a classroom, he wanted to get fresh insight from God's word every day. And that desire is what allowed Isaiah himself to do such amazing things for God. And I believe with all my heart that it's that same desire, that same want to be taught by God that allow each of us to do the wonderful things that God has in store for every one of his children. Do you believe that? Do you want to be taught? We have to want to be taught like an eager student in school who wants to learn something. Do you want to be taught? Do you, we have to want to be taught things by the Lord, not to be taught new things in the Lord, not just the old things. You know, Do you want to learn the new things? Are you hungry for that? I believe God tells us we have to want to grow in the Lord in order to grow in the Lord. Do you want to grow in the Lord? We we have to want to see more maturity in our lives spiritually in 2018 than in 2017. Do you want to have more maturity? We have to want to see spiritual fruit just falling off of our limbs, our spiritual limbs, and see that falling around us and saying, wow, that was a good God thing. Do you want to see that? Because I believe, and this verse tells us, I think you have to want God to awaken our ear to hear as those who are taught. We have to want that for him to awaken our ear to hear as those who are taught. Do you want that? That's the thought I want to leave with you. Do you really, honestly want that? I thought, I believed that God owns everything <laughs> until I started giving it all my things away and came face to face with my, how little my faith really was about that. And this is the second time I've done it. <laughs> you thought I would have learned. I, evidently, I needed a refresher course. But I want that. I want to learn stuff like that. Not because I'm some righteous Joe. It's because I need that. These songs we sang this morning, I believe that stuff. That God really is sovereign. I believe this verse, that if we'll open our ears, if we really want it, if we have this attitude of expectation for what God is going to teach me today, God's going to teach me something. Do we wake up with that or do we wake up just hoping we can make it through the day? <laughs> and for some of us, as we get older, that'd be great, you know? But do we want something from the Lord? My prayer for us is that God would give us all a, a spirit that's just hungry, that's famished to be taught something new by the Lord every day. That that'd be our highest value, to walk in His ways to hear his voice every day. I want it, God. I desire that. Ask yourself this morning, God, when was the last time you taught me something that just made my jaw drop about myself, about you, about my community, about my church? Because I believe if we don't really honestly want that, eagerly looking for it, coming to church saying, I can't wait for God to talk to me today, probably not going to hear that. And of course, 
it sounds great to preach and to talk about it, but the reason many of us don't live that is because we're smart. We know that if God teaches us something new, now the ball's in our court to do something with it. That's where the water meets the wheel. When God's watering us with that stuff, if he's splashing us and splashing us, says, wow, that was such a cool thing you just taught me. Do that with somebody else. (laughs) It's probably going to get pretty dry. We know that when we say yes to the Lord before we even know what the question is, that he might ask us to do something we've never done before. Because guess what? That's new thing. (laughs) To do something we've already done before, it's not new. It's old. It means that God may ask us to give in a way that we've never given before, that we think there's no way I can do that. That's something new. It means learning something new from God might mean, you know, that He asks us to love somebody in a way we've never loved before that they do not deserve straight up. (laughs) And that's hard. And we can only do that through that Spirit filling us and that water splashing over to others. It, all, it might even mean God asking you to move from a town that you love, that you thought you'd be in at least three more years, someplace crazy that you've never been in before. But you will be so blessed. Debbie and I feel like we're a walking testimony to the truths of God's Word, not of our righteousness. I can't emphasize that enough. We're just people. But because we say yes to the Lord, we feel so blessed. Do you feel like you're a new person for Jesus every single day? Do you, do you feel like God is growing you every day, that I'm learning something new? And sometimes that, that lesson comes through the school of hard knocks. Sometimes it comes through the school of, wow, that was a crazy week. And we can either say, man, I'm glad that, over, that week is over, or we can say, God, teach me something out of that. How do I become a better discipler for you, a better uh, Christ-like ambassador for you through that. If you don't, if you don't feel like you've got fruit dropping around you, if you don't feel very well watered, might it be it's because you don't really want it with everything in you. You're just not hungry for the Lord to teach you as those who are taught. Thousands of years ago, millennia ago, Jeremiah in chapter 29, God taught us, I believe, through the prophet Jeremiah. God says to us today, God says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with what? All your heart. Guys, God has such incredible plans in store for Glendale Baptist Church. Because guess what? Another newsflash... This is his church. It's not ours. It's not mine. It's not the deacons. It is his church. It's his bride. He loves you and this church way more than I ever will. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. He has got exciting stuff. He didn't say, Jesus, son, go die on the cross for them so they can have, you know, eh, we can sing some songs. No, he's got plans to shake the world through this church. Just this morning, I forwarded about 40 pastor resumes to our pastor search team. To me, that's exciting. They've got their work cut out for them. 
And it's not, all of them are not from Abu Dhabi in Ethiopia who says, if you'll just send me a visa and some money, I'll be there. There's some of those, but they'll probably be able to weed through those pretty quick. I'm just saying, but I think God's got some exciting stuff in store for this church. Will we have to go through a a transition? Yeah, it's tough. Will we have to turn a corner? You know, like when you're driving and you don't know what's around the corner, but then you finally make it around the corner of that mountain and you go, whoa, look at that new view that I didn't see until I was brave enough to turn that corner, drive where I've never driven before, and then see this vista. I believe with all my heart God has that for this church, but I also believe we have to want it. If we enter into this period as, well, God, thank you for Kent and Debbie. We're just going to pull over to the side of the road and park until we get our next guy. Because honestly, really, that's all we can do. You know, we we know, God, you're going to send a shepherd. I believe that in my head. And we're just going to park. No. No. (laughs) God wants to work through this church as he continues to do. It was so awesome. I was able to ask Dell this morning to lead this prayer because I knew, man, there's no way I'd be able, I can't pray from people in normal circumstances, but it's so awesome. We have so many men and women who are so capable to continue to help the Lord move this church forward. I believe that with all my heart, but we have to want it. So that's my thought to leave with you guys, that you would seek God with everything you've got as those who are taught and watch as he waters this church and stuff just grows and goes crazy and blossoms all around. And people says, wow, that's a well-watered church. It's because we're giving freely and we're desiring to see that happen. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we love you. And sometimes in the same breath, Father, we're a little afraid of you because just like a child loves their parent they know it's often the parent who sets boundaries who corrects who even disciplines and yet with a perfect parent which you are God and only you we never have to second guess if your ways are the best ways even when it sometimes feels restricting, even when sometimes it feels confining to my freedom and the way I want to do things. God, we love you and believe that with our hearts. My prayer this morning, God, is that that belief would grow into an action, a faith, a desire that so wants to be taught that so wants to hear from you every day, that we'd wake up in the morning and, and as soon as consciousness comes into our mind, the first thoughts on our mind was, God, what have you got for me today? Before we even get up and brush our teeth or go to the bathroom or whatever it is we do when we first get up, God, that the first thought in our head was, God, I'm eager as those who are taught. Bring to us, Father, a new life through new blessings that you have for us, new lessons. And God, we know we do not have that in ourselves, but we do have that in us in the Holy Spirit. So fill us so richly, so abundantly with your Spirit, God, that it just overflows and splashes onto others. God, because you are a gentleman, we know you don't force your Spirit upon us. He has to be invited. 
He has to want to be working and moving. So Father, I thank you and praise you for how I have seen that very thing again and again and again and again in this church. How I have had so many testify to me what you have taught them anew this week. Who I have so many come into my study and, and relay to me some shocking thing that you've shared with them, even in their old age, and that just has their jaw on the floor and they're amazed that you are in fact who you say you are. <laughs> that you are a God that will give back shaken and pressed down, overflowing God with your blessings. Father, I pray that if there's anyone here this morning who doubts that you are who you say you are, that you are the God who gives and gives and gives and will give that joy and that peace and that life purpose, the ability to love others who are difficult to love, the ability to not just get through the tough times, but but get through them with a smile on our face and an inner peace that doesn't make any sense. God, if there's anyone here who doesn't really believe that, I pray that your spirit right now, not this pastor's words, but your Holy Spirit would so move in their hearts that they would know it's you speaking, that they would know it's you stirring in their spirit, that it's not just some mental gymnastic thing going on, that it's not just some motivational speech that some guy up on the stage just gave. But no, it is the Spirit that hovered over the waters of the planet and created the universe that is speaking to them right now. Make that true, I pray, God, in their lives. Father, I praise You and give You all the glory for everything good in my life and these folks' lives and in this church. You are the author of all things good, and I praise you for the privilege it has been to serve here. We love you, Jesus. We give you our all this morning and forever. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen.